Welcome back to the Healing Voice Podcast. My name is Lance Howard, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 6, Episode 2, titled, Expecting Things to Change for the Better, and Things Can Change Right Now. This was a healing and recovery session in which we discussed how to connect to the change that we desire by connecting to the feeling of that change, how to listen to the body as one of the main communicators of what we are believing and what we are manifesting, producing, or creating, the role ego plays in what we feel and the lives we live, letting go of expectations and attachment, the nature of offenses and how we can better handle them, and what is the point of contact to who you really are. Enjoy. There's a passage from Mark that typically reads, If you can believe, all things are possible to to him that believes. That's the old King James Version. And... Hmm. I was driving here and I've been thinking a lot about waves of possibility because I'm reading this quantum science book right now and it's phenomenal. Waves of possibility and and then objects and waves of possibility are what exist until the observer looks and they are doing the research on this over and over and over with with experiment after experiment that these electrons they move as waves and then when someone's present looking they they change and they show up as something singular and stable so when we are not paying attention there's all sorts of possibilities and when we are paying attention it collapses to whatever we are focusing upon. (laughs) 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 So the way I translated that verse is, if you have the power of assertive and persuaded confidence, anything and everything is possible for you. Or if it is possible for you to trust being fully persuaded of the outcome, you'll have the power to do or see anything become a reality. Can you say that last part again? If it is possible for you to trust, being fully persuaded of the outcome, you'll have the power to do or see anything become a reality. As time goes on, the ability to think expansively also grows. We have the potential to to continually think outside of the box. I have a box, and let's say my starting box involves the family I'm born into and the way they teach me to interact with them and the world and the language we speak in this family and the way we deal with holidays and the way we deal with conflict and the way I try to connect to my parents and the feeling of love and rejection and frustration and all the, fa- the dynamics of being in a family 
And so that's a box. And of course that box is within many, but as a child, I only know the family box. <laughs> and so then the, the box expands for me personally as I branch out into school and I'm learning to have the same type of interactions, but with different people from different boxes. Their family boxes are not like mine. The, dyna the dynamics are totally different. And so we are like pushed into a, a much greater world of possibility when we run into people that we actually don't understand. And there's a lot of frustration and, and things, you know, just there's a lot of stress in growing up in school, right? I say in school because if you're homeschooled, you don't have to deal with that stress. Well, that's not necessarily true, but most times you don't have to deal with that. So Lance is actively pursuing the ability to expand into greater thought. Meaning, I'm curious where my limits are. Where are my limits? What are the things that frustrate me? What are the things that cause anxiety? What are the things that stress me? I should say him more accurately. This is the box within which I'm living my life. But if I can keep pushing and keep pushing, then there's expansion. And belief or trust or faith, it's all the same idea, the same word, is how I can push, a, I can push back. And pushback may not be the best way of saying it. I'm not, I'm not confronting. I'm not resisting. It doesn't feel stressful to push back. It feels like growth to, to push in this way. It's like, oh, my worries and my concerns, my emotions that don't feel that great are actually opportunities for me to become the next best version of myself if I can look them, if I will look them in the face. Let me just say, if you are willing to look the emotions in the face, you are the victor. Because the role that the ego plays is to continually make you feel like you are less than. And as soon as you look, in the face of ego, ego backs down. It's just that simple. There's not much of a fight there at all. Okay, that felt really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. That just came out of nowhere. I like wasn't sitting in this chair or something. Mm. The commentary for that verse that I just read to you Everything is possible for you. Not having the confidence currently currently doesn't make the matter an impossibility. It is only impossible for you until you can perceive the circumstances in a different way. Someone could very well intuitively see or make sense of what you cannot yet and therefore bring about what you deem impossible. If you don't have the power of assertive and persuaded confidence, then it is currently not possible for you. In this way, you are your own worst enemy or greatest ally or something in between. We may blame others, we may blame the circumstances, our inabilities and the swarming difficulties, but none of those things make the idea in question possible or impossible. Your own state of mind makes it possible or 
impossible. And so when people in the religious sector read this verse, they automatically think that believing that all possible are, are, all things are possible for those who believe, that that's just a good thing. But the law of life is whatever you believe, for better or for worse, is what is possible. And so, the things that haunt us, the memories, the, the memories, let's just call it the memories, the, the trail of tears that we've had for years since we were however old, that whatever we feel and think and believe about those things currently is the reality that we're creating now and we're projecting into the future as well. For example, what will so-and-so think of me? And that's a long trail of tears that comes from somewhere a long, long time ago that I'm worried about what people may think of me. What's another example? Does anyone have an example of a trail of tears? <laughs> the, which is just to say the repetitive thought that's kind of followed you along the way for quite a while. So many, yeah, right. Like uh, an expectation of I will do this career because my mom did or my grandma did or you know something along those lines, or not really. Mm -hmm. I like, will do this my, because my dad was military, my grandpa was military. Yes, I must be military. Yes, or, or you know, yeah. fill in the blank. Yes, yes, yeah, that's good. The burden of obligation. The burden of obligation. Which really is just like you know, holding on to. Right. Mm. Okay, so along with that, about there being waves of possibility, and all you have to do is observe, and it collapses to one thing. There's all these possibilities, but you look and you see one thing, for better or for worse. This mantra came to mind today expecting things to change for the better and things can change right now <laughs> expecting things to change for the better and things can change right now i don't know why i'm snapping <laughs> there's been an increasing sense for lance this expectation of things to change and knowing that things can change for the better. And also not being afraid to look long-term and see the bigger picture, like this is the big picture and where I'm choosing to go. Here I am, I'm here in this place and I see the big picture. Okay, that's great and I need to connect to that. And the connection is the feeling. Like when I said whatever it was a minute ago and I said, and I just <laughs> had this smile, it's like, whoa, that felt good, right? That's connecting, the, the feeling is there. It's the same idea when you feel agitation and frustration. There's a connection and there's a feeling. And this is where you've collapsed to the one thing. There's all this possibility, but in this moment, in that moment, 
you've collapsed to whatever the stress or the anxiety is. And we need to stop right there. How am I breathing? How's my posture? What am I believing? Those three questions. Self-check and your body is telling you. That's the beauty of stress. That's the beauty of feeling anything at all is your body's communicating if this is good or if it's not so good. So we can halt the, the emotions and the thoughts just by observing because the emotions and the thoughts are also the way the ego pops its head up and then tries to sit on the throne of your life. Okay. Expecting things to change for the better and things can change right now. Okay, so where I was going with that is I am here, I have this vision, I'm connecting to it, and I have the feeling because I believe what I'm seeing. And I need to, I'm keeping room for the waves of possibility, as in how I'm going to get there. And I'm not worried, I just know that there are possibilities and I'm expecting the change, knowing that the change begins now. So I can't just jump to the vision the change begins right here and right now. And it takes, the first step takes place with me just feeling it and knowing that there's opportunity, knowing that there's serendipity, knowing that there's synchronicity, meaning I will be at the right time in the right places to meet the right people. And so will my friends. And so my friends also help me find the serendipitous connections and da da da's. And, and I'm experiencing, Lance is experiencing this on the frequent like it's 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 regular to have events come in and new people and here's new conversations and new opportunities and and the snowball picks up speed and it picks up speed and then before you know it you're that much closer to the large picture all things are possible for those who believe another way of saying if you have the power of assertive and persuaded confidence anything and everything is possible for you if it is possible for you to trust being fully persuaded of the outcome, you'll have the power to do or see anything become a reality, for better or for worse. So, the thing about H&R, healing and recovery, is we find ourselves in repetitive patterns of thought, which leads to repetitive action. We call repetitive action addictions and someone mentioned earlier last month about how their circle of friends every time they would get together in the evening there was always bottles of wine and before the evening's over bottles of wine are gone and this is the the repetitive nature of what the group does and she was saying how it occurred to her finally that, oh, this group of friends are all alcoholics. <laughs> because this isn't just what we do when we're together, it's what they do when we're not together. And so we can get really comfortable in our repetitive behaviors. And that's all I'm getting at. It doesn't matter what the repetitive behavior is. So I could become addicted to going to the gym 
And I, over the years, I've had to take a close look at that because there have been points in my life where I was there six or seven days a week, not because I had to be, but because it was some kind of habit and I thought I was going to lose something if I didn't do it. And that's the check, right? Is because I'm not feeling good at that point. The, the thought goes, oh, you're going to, I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> Let's just say, um, you know, you're going to lose a few pounds on your overhead squat if, if you don't keep going. And the feeling is, it's not a good feeling in me. There's a fear or there's an anxiety of loss. And that's my chance to tune into the body and go, why am I feeling this? And recognize this is the ego speaking, which is why I do not feel good. When ego is not speaking, I feel good. Everything's fine. Repetitive habits and thoughts. Healing and recovery. So Lance needed to find what it was within him that needed that repetitive thing to be and to continue doing it. What are you missing, Lance? What are you missing? Because are you going to lose yourself? This is a large question for all of us. Are you going to lose yourself if that thing, whatever that thing is, suddenly does not exist? And it should be an easy no, I won't lose myself, but if the fear, that anxiety is still gnawing at you, then we've touched on something that we really need to look at. So, does everyone have something to write on? I would like to ask you to write down three to five feelings or emotions. You don't have to write that many, but at least, at least three to five feelings or emotions that fit the category of stress, anxiety, just emotional turbulence seems appropriate for healing. You will not have to share this. You may have the option to if you'd like, but you won't have to. So just be honest with yourself. For some reason, I feel like saying if you have the urge to draw anything related to any of your words, now's a good time to. Okay. Sammy, would you mind? Are there any on your list that you would just like to say? Is And what I mean by say is just read the one, whatever it is, just read it to us. Um, some level of anxiety slash wondering about my next job or move. Would you like to, Melanie? Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't have to, I just wrote down words, mm -hmm. but, that's uh, fine. so there's, I've been having a lot of injuries lately, mm -hmm. so that's been coming up a lot, and, um, a little bit of anxiety. Kim? Oh, <laughs> No pressure. Um, forgiveness. 
No pressure, Aaron. You don't have to. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let me say to, um, about anxiety, about anger, about forgiveness, and about grief. I just want to acknowledge the energy that is behind the feelings and that the feelings are signs like directions leading us <laughs> leading us to our true self. Do we like the feelings of anxiety or anger? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Or the need to forgive or be forgiven, grief. We're not happy about these things. And so it's an opportunity for the true self to come forward. And an opportunity to, again, look the emotions in the face and see the ego just take a seat. Sit down. Here's how we'll do it. Whatever you wrote, I want you to hold it in mind. So if you need to write, that's totally fine. And then, but we're going to, and we're going to close our eyes. So we're going to close our eyes. If you need to write, that's fine. Especially if something jumps out at you, maybe you'll begin to feel more emotion for better or for worse. And you may want to jot it down. Okay. So the pen and paper are your friend to be as honest as you want to be as you choose to be. Okay, see the, the issue, the feelings, the person, the circumstance, see it. Maybe there's too much on your paper for you to see all of that, but maybe also you can see them in bubbles in your head, but see it. Now, with your eyes closed, I'm going to ask, Sammy, how does anxiety feel right now? Icky. Yeah. Okay. 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 With your eyes closed, I want you to listen to the sound which I think is a car passing by, or many cars. Now, I want you to Let's see. Kim, tell me what you're thinking right now. Or what are you picturing? Music. Okay. Now that we've heard a sound, now we're thinking about music, we heard Sammy's voice, we're back to my voice, now go back to the feelings that you started with. Now tell me, where are you? I'm going to just ask one person. 
Melanie, where are you? Here, like I'm not feeling any of those things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love how she said, I'm right here. Oh, music to my ears. So now we're back to music. <laughs> Imagine a song right now, whatever the song is. Kim, where are you? Sammy, where are you? Right here. Do you still see anxiety when you're right here? No. Do you, uh, and Melanie already answered. She said, I don't see any of those things. I am right here. Mm-hmm. Kim, as you are envisioning and sensing the mountains and the trees, do you feel or see any of the things you wrote down? What we notice is our thoughts have the power to come and go. And our environment and our circumstances can, can totally influence that. What was that noise in the back just now? What is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the dog in the Kindle. And our thoughts go there. But where are you? You're right here. You are right here. Stay here. Stay right here. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And exhale. Oh, there's another thought. It's good. (laughs) The thoughts are examples of circumstances. They're usually attached to circumstances that are totally outside of our control. There's nothing I can do about the dog moving in the kennel or the clock that's ticking above my head or the car beeping outside or the cars driving by. I'm not gonna jump out there and be like, what are the license plates? Who's driving? Where are they going? I'm not gonna get involved. I'm gonna stay right here. I am right here. And that sense of I am is always the truth. That is always the case. Wherever you are, I am is the truth. (laughs) I love it. There we go. There it is. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy to, like, it feels so good to be in that place. And it's just, it is interesting at how easy it is to, you know, like, just throughout the day. Just start my morning with that. And mm-hmm. Throughout the day, you know. Throughout the day, right. Get to do it. So, yeah. hmm Yeah. Yes. It is a challenge to stay there all the time. The thing is, is 
You are it, and it is you. It's with you all the time. It's just your choice to be aware of who you are in this moment. Because this moment is the only thing that's actually happening. Everything else is imagination. Even memory is still imagination, right? And the future, that is definitely imagination. All of the worry and all of the concern. What we feel right here is so good, right now, right here, is so good. And that is the power to tap into your creativity to create the life that you love. It's right here. But as long as I, or you, stay in the past about what or did what happened or what did not happen or how they treated me and what they said to me or and how those emotions make me begin to project what other people are therefore going to perhaps think and and say and, and whatnot ego is now on the throne of your life and you cannot create the life you love that way ego is now creating your your life for you. The thing about ego is it, it comes from an ancient word in Hebrew that was originally translated as the serpent. And the portrayal of the serpent is this sneaky thing that is also windy and tricksy and subtle and tricks Eve into eating this apple. This is the ego. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Your garden of peace is right here. And the ego saying, but don't you want to take a look at this? Don't you want to take a bite of this? The peace is right here. But the thoughts, that's the ego. Just... You know, this could be better if you would just take a look over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's so many enticing things, right? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. There are so many enticing things until they're not, mm -hmm. right? Until they're not, which just means the experience, which we have to get some kind of way. So even our mistakes and our pains are, are worthwhile experiences because now we know. And now, because the ego keeps trying the same tricks, playing the same cards is what I like to say, and eventually you recognize the game. And you're like, oh, I've seen this, seen this before. <laughs> Been there, done that. Thank you. The cards are still the same, though the circumstances may change. So what's a card? Eight of hearts. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's, they're typically red or black, but let's say the ego throws in a green one. So you've never seen this Ace of Hearts before, and so you may go for it. You're like, oh, what game are we playing now? <laughs> right? That's an example of the circumstances are different, but it's still the same card. Only you can know the pattern of the game your ego plays with you. And you just have to pay attention to, you just have to pay attention. This is where self-awareness comes in. Mm, self-awareness is such a gift. 
not everyone operates with a high amount of self-awareness. It's a lot of discipline as well. It does. It can feel tiresome to some people, I feel like, to always be on that because it does require for you to be on, just paying attention. But it is your life, and you are responsible for your life. And if you won't pay attention, then no one else is going to for you. Some micromanagers may try. Some very codependent people may try. But then you have to deal with that unhealthiness. And that you don't want those relationships. Though they, you know, they are well-meaning, but there's nothing healthy about it. Ultimately, this is really hard for parents, which I think we all are. You're an aunt. <laughs> so, and you're the, 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 the oldest of your, of your group. So, you know, we want, we're well-meaning, but we're only responsible for ourselves, ultimately. And as parents, we have the job of guiding, not controlling. Those are two very different things. A little control's good at the younger ages, I suppose. <laughs> okay, who wants to tell a story around their emotions that you wrote down? Would you like to paint a picture for us about what happened or happens or why it happens? It doesn't have to be long. Maybe you can give us a short story in 60 to 90 seconds. And we're just going to talk about the story to watch what ego does. So this is beneficial. I don't usually, I'm not recommending telling the long version of the story and getting into those emotions again. But for the sake of the experiment and seeing ego, it's really good that we talk about the story because we can pull out all the things that self-awareness requires and getting back to who you truly are. Okay. I can tell a story if I if that's the Okay, 60 to 90 seconds. <laughs> okay, 2 minutes. I need to throw something. Um, your book. jealousy-based things that she has said to me and to other people that it's gotten back to me. Um, and I made a decision last week, two weeks ago, to essentially just walk away from the friendship. Um, so trying to navigate how to still be on a team with this person. But that change in the personal friendship has been, it's been a challenge. Uh, and the other day I was walking and I heard her voice on one of the podcast recordings and I just felt this like, not really anger, like extreme annoyance that I heard her voice and just like this flare of emotion. 
and I was over that way a little ways and I took a deep breath and I closed my eyes and then I was okay and we continued our walk and finished it. So, um, what did I do? Was that two minutes? <laughs> yeah, that was less. Good job. That's, but it's taken a lot of practice in the stopping and the breathing and the not engaging with that emotional response, right? Okay, so I'll open up this story a little bit more, if that's okay. Absolutely. It's less about Sammy and just about our mutual friend, who is also a mutual friend to Kim. And it's interesting who we attract into our lives. That is the first order of inspection for me every time is this person is in my life and I've invited them here some kind of way. This is one of the waves of possibility collapsing in this moment to this person being in my world. And there's always something to learn. This person really, really was has been challenging. And I remember one night, and this is a good example because Kim and Samantha were here. (laughs) I say Samantha and Sammy back back and forth. This is her. (laughs) (laughs) We were making cookies for Kim's birthday, and I'm I'm sure we had other food, but all I remember is the cookies. And I didn't even eat any. That's the funny thing. And hence the story was I had just chosen to be very open and vulnerable with the person that we're discussing about my new uh, discovery of gluten intolerance. And I thought that would be a trustworthy thing to tell her because that or that she would be a trustworthy person and understanding because she's also gluten intolerant and so I'm making these cookies that are not gluten-free but they're for Kim I didn't eat any of the cookies they're a famous recipe from my mom (laughs) and uh, I don't remember what she said as I was baking the cookies but boy did it touch a nerve and I kind of I kind of raised my voice do you remember I don't remember the words, but I remember. The I remember what emotion. I said, but I don't remember what she said. Probably. But it was a challenge, like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to eat the, these or something, and it was just, it was just, like a dig. Ma- something like that. But there was already history of little digs along the way, and I said, well, who said I'm eating any? <laughs> um, and so, and I instantly just felt my reaction. I was like, oh, like, I just reacted, you know? And I felt very uneasy. And the memory is still with me. And Lance has has struggled to to understand why someone 
you've opened up to and loved and invited and been gentle with and have been through healing processes with over and over again and dream interpretations with over and over again. Just pour into their life, pour into their life, help them grow. And then to have to hear that a person you consider a friend is being divisive or backbiting behind your back. And what a strong emotion that that was. It doesn't feel very strong now, but for when I had to deal with that very recently, I guess maybe a week ago, it, it was just so helpful to deal with it, to look it right in the face and speak to it. And, and I had to speak to her, you know, directly because environments like this, we just don't want that kind of stuff around, you know? So it was like, we are really trying to change our lives here, and this kind of behavior doesn't fit with, with what we're up to. And that's, it's tough, you know, to have to come to decisions like that. But also, leadership requires, at some point, you just have to say, all right, it's been like a long time of this, and we can't keep having it anymore. Not in the way I had hoped. It was a gentle conversation. It was over the phone. I had seen her storm out of places before with an attitude, so I didn't want any of that to happen. So we talked on the phone, and it was a tiny bit defensive on her part or excusatory, like making excuses a little bit. The feeling that Lance had comes from a place of expectation. Hmm. I'm expecting some sort of behavior from, <laughs> from, from her in this case. And letting go of attachments like that are just interesting. It's interesting to, to see it. You know, to be aware of it is what I mean. So that's where the ego for me was able to get in without me noticing. And I'm doing this side to side because it's very sneaky how the ego gets in there and goes, oh, look at you. You think you're helping and you think you're, and you're da, 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 da. That emotional attachment is there. So that now when this person said something to me about, <laughs> about cookies, I'm like, you know. <laughs> And which should, which now I see was a sign that I could have done and handled some things better earlier on instead of letting it mount. And I just let it mount. And I was calling it patience, and maybe it was patience, but still not the best leadership for me in that case. I'm glad it was me and not anyone else in the group. Can you feel a sense of Children, and that's where the ego brings us to emotionally, instantly. 
ego takes over, I'm four years old. <laughs> and that, I can recognize that sometimes anything that feels ugly or hurtful or painful is just somebody's cry for help on some level. That's where that, what that is. Mm -hmm. And when the child is right for her, she will um, have that awful moment because she's good. And I honor that. The encouragement wherever it needs to be. It's relationship is not working for me anymore. I'm walking away from it. It doesn't it doesn't mean she's a bad person. I absolutely don't believe that. It's just that I can't continue my path towards growth if I don't have that. Yeah. You know? And okay. and, and I agree with you hundred percent that it doesn't mean that the paths will never come back together. It just means that right now in this moment I've got to go my own way. And and I think the tricky part is just navigating that professionally with the personal. And it's something that I've been tangled and, mm. and struggling with since August when I started working with her. Um, and that, yeah, so I really understand that. That is like the, um, I always say that I'm like, well, I'm not going to do these jobs and I'm responsible to help other people. And that's basically what you're doing. You're saying, hey, do you know, it serves me, I need to get to where I can be what I need to be. just feel like saying this. <clears throat> that feels really specific, so I'm just I'm going to try to just keep it general. People do things. Here's what I need to say. Hurting people hurt people. So whatever happened, whatever they did, whatever they said, the way they treated you, had nothing to do with you. It quite literally was not personal. And we have the choice of how to respond. Who do I want to be? Um, how does that experience make me a better person in the sense that I know, perhaps I know the warning signs now, and perhaps I can teach those signs to others in a healthy way. I wanna invite you one more time to take a look at the things you wrote and come to a place in your relationship with those things to end the relationship, which means Right now, expect, you might be able to expect the repetitive or habitual thought involving the, those circumstances to return. And when or if they do, it's just a thought coming and going. It's not real. It's not the reality. The reality is I'm right here. And since 
these thoughts come and go, feelings come and go. I am not the thoughts. I am not the feelings. This applies to things that people say about us. I am not what they say. Because even that is just a thought that comes and goes. It's not stable. It's not consistent. The only thing that's stable and consistent is who I am right now. Does anyone think they cannot get to a place where they can sever ties with the feelings or the emotions that they've written down? Okay, so everyone is saying, yes, I can sever ties. And more so, if it's not a yes, I have sever ties in this space right now, then we wanna deal with it just a little bit longer. And all we're going to do is go within the closing of the eyes and then listening to the thoughts come and go. That's all we're going to do. You go within. And that is the place. It is in the ancient scriptures that talks about the secret place. And it's been referred to as the place of green pastures and the still waters where there's just peace and there's just abundance. And it is here right now. It is here. That is where you are. And you are is another way of saying, I am. I am. I am. I am. What are you doing today? I'm... How was your day? Oh, I... Like, I, 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 I. That is the thing. It is the thing. Any other thoughts or questions or concerns? No. Okay. I feel like I'm out of words, so. Remember your breathing practices. If you know them, I think most of us do. Are you aware of uh, some breathing practices? Uh, um, I mean, yeah. Okay. Even if you don't have a practice, just taking a few deep, deep breaths changes everything. The point of contact to who you are is the breath. <laughs> the thing that keeps your I amness going is the fact that you're breathing. And when those thoughts and emotions come on, your breathing changes. It's going to be shallower. It's probably going to be uh, less frequent. You'll start to pause. You'll hold your breath is what I'm saying. Just breathe. And that brings you back to the reality of who you are right now, which is I am. I am is so important. It's just about conscious awareness. I am conscious awareness. I am right here, right now. And it is what has started this whole journey, is I am. In the Hebrew language, the shepherd, <laughs> today we call him Moses, he asked what God's name was, and God said a certain thing in Hebrew that today we translate as I am. 
and the sentence was, I am that I am. And it's a long story, I won't get into it, but it branches back to conscious awareness. I am, the thing that started everything, conscious awareness. There's no way for us to be, B-E. There's no way for us to be without conscious awareness. It is the thing before and before it all and after it all, conscious awareness. It is, it's downward causation, meaning it takes something brilliant to do all the things that we're doing. The way her pen is stroking the page, the way your eyes are beaming around the room, it takes something genius for all of this to take place. It doesn't come from the bottom up. There's no way to get from a rock to consciousness. That is impossible. <laughs> it's the other way around. Consciousness, waves of possibility, can make everything collapse to one, physicality. This is the nature of I am. This is the nature of what has been called God. This, Yeah. Yeah. And you are it. Melanie, you are that. In this form. So amazing. Kim, you are that. In that form. Amazing. Aaron, you are that. In that form. Samantha, you are that. In this form. Thank you. In this form, I am. Now we get to touch on what love is really about. It's being able to see who you are and also the reflection in the other. Thanks for listening to the Healing Voice podcast. The passages I read are my own THV translation and are available at thv-tv.com. Sign up for Bible Redefined. I also invite you to try the identity process. Get to know the answers to these questions. Who am I? What am I here to do? And how will I do it? Go to the website to make your initial appointment. THV-TV.com THV is also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble. If you'd like to support the work of THV, you can send a donation. I'll leave the links in the description. Thanks for listening, and tell someone about The Healing Voice today.